only thing I'm passionate more about my nerd brand is seeing other people succeed and reach their dreams. Like I, I get emotional thinking about like, I really, I really. Yo, what's good everybody? It's the Storm Podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm. I'm here with my boy, Jaleel Rojas. Am I pronouncing it right? Rojas? Rojas, yeah. Okay, Jaleel Rojas from Nerd Square. How you feeling, man? Feeling great. I'm feeling great. Glad to be here. Man, I'm, I'm hyped. Look, I want to get into the interview, but before we go any further, I got to make sure I got to make sure I do this right. Look, I can't I can't interview my boy from Nerd Square without wearing my hoodie. You know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and let me get dripped up for the interview. Yes, sir. It just, it just wouldn't be right, you know? It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right. All right. And I, 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 now we ready for action. Yeah, I caught this at MomoCon. Yeah, that was the first time we met. That was dope. Bro, that was crazy because, like, I I wasn't even expecting to see you there. Like, I didn't even know you were at MomoCon. I'm literally just standing there. there. That shit was yeah, crazy. I, I was standing there vibing with uh, Sterling from D-Spirits and uh, Dom from NamiWare. And we were just standing talking. You were like, yo, what's good? I'm... Oh shit, what up, bro? Like that was that was a real cool moment, bro. Yeah, they had me ducked off in the back. I wish I was more in the front. I feel like I yeah, I peeped that they did have you over in the back. Cause the D Spears booth was literally like right where the door was. Like people yeah. will walk in and we're we were right in their face. So it just yeah. literally flowed so smooth. Mm-hmm. That was my first anime convention too, and that was a vibe. Like that was really, really cool. And I've been to Comic-Con, I've been to the Momocon Winterfest, and then I did Momocon, and then after that I did BlurredCon. How was BlurredCon? Blurcon was dope. It was inside, just like Momocon, but it was like it was a hotel. So my biggest issue was I had my tent, but the, the, the ceilings were low. So oh. when, I, when I put my tent up, it actually pushed the ceiling up. But they, they said that they wanted me to have the tent, so they didn't mind it. So after that, it was smooth sailing from there. I did way better at Blurcon than I did at Momocon, I'll tell you that. Word. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, I had a really and good Momocon's time at Momocon. bigger. It, bro, I think it was what, like 40,000 people or something like that? Yeah. You know, That's I realized, crazy. okay. So when, when it comes to vending, like Momocon, though the crowd is bigger, but I, I rather a crowd that, okay, with BlurCon, you was majority African-American, majority Black people, right? Right. So they was more shopping. They was more supporting. And Momocon, even though the crowd was bigger, Right. I was getting less sales. So I would rather take a smaller crowd that's providing more sales because, you know, the, the brand, they... It, they f- it 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 resembles them right instead of momocon who the crowd didn't really resemble the brand so the brand for the most people that. the momocon wasn't really feeling it but at blurcon even though it was smaller majority was feeling it yeah so. see i i could see a similar thing the same like a similar thing happened to us at dreamcon with d spirits because mm-hmm. we were trying to sell at dreamcon and like that first day bro even though there was a lot of people there and a lot of people coming by the booth like People just weren't buying like that. And it, I think it was because there was just so much other stuff to do. Mm. And maybe it was the same thing at Momocon, because at Momocon, there was so much stuff to do. People were in the exhibition hall or the exhibit hall or whatever you want to call it. But at DreamCon, people were just kind of sliding by, but there was just so much other stuff to do. Yeah, my niche was more dominant at BlurredCon. That's what I was trying to say. Word. So what's the best convention you've ever been to? Well, I've only been to those three. So okay. out of those three, I, uh, okay. So if, when it comes to selling, it mm-hmm. was blurred con. When it comes to the entertainment, the activities and stuff, right? Out of those three, it was MomoCon. And then, but um, when it comes to but cool thing about Comic Con, Comic Con doesn't just um surround itself around anime. 
Right. So that's what I liked about Comic Con too. Like I was getting Boondock stuff. I was that's getting Marvel stuff. I was getting Game of Thrones stuff. And you don't really see those type of those costumes and those type of graphics and those type of um posters at those other conventions. True. Center on anime. Yeah, Momocon was mainly anime centered. There was some other stuff, but it was mainly anime centered. Yeah. Yeah. But let me ask you, man, how's the brand doing? How's how's everything been moving for you? Brand's doing good. Brand's doing good. I've got another event. I got Atlanta Reggae Fest. So another thing too, I don't only just vendor at anime conventions. I know I'm as I as I'm going to these anime conventions, I realize people just jump to the different ones. But I vendor at all types. Of, I vendor at so I'm at the Reggae Fest next Fire. week, and then I got the Black Family Reunion next month. So I I branch out to not just anime conventions. Right. So I usually don't see you there because you just stay at the anime conventions. But um. But yeah, so the brand's going cool. I got some new stuff that's coming along that I'm dropping soon. Um, I'm actually, so this is big. I'm actually doing a, I'm making an Airbnb nerd themed. So it's going to be a nerd B&B. That's what I'm going to call it. Hmm. So I'm going to have, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have my Breakfast of Champions logo on the wall. And then I think to, to complement that, I'm going to have a complimentary breakfast bar, which is going to be a cereal bar. So I'm working on that. I'm planning to have that finished by the end of this month. So that's going to be dope. I'm going to have the, I'm going to do a photo shoot in there. I'm going to, I'm going to advertise on my Instagram. I'm vlogging it. Cause right now, after I'm talking to you, I'm going over there to decorate and stuff like that. So I'll be busy. I'll be real busy. I, on the move. I don't, only sell clothes i do so much stuff outside of clothes that people don't even know about i try to show it on my youtube channel but my youtube channel don't get that many views so but people are gonna hear about it one day i don't this is this is a this is a small fraction of what i do right bro that's the thing like at the end of the day i feel like i fuck with nerd square so heavy because it is more than a clothing brand it is a culture thing like the even the meaning well explain to the people the meaning and the background behind nerd square yeah, so, okay, so during middle school, I was called a nerd a lot. I was bullied for being a nerd a lot. And I'm talking about, I used to do dodge getting on the bus just to, just to avoid seeing people. I used to go down certain hallways just to avoid seeing people. I actually told my counselor one time, because it was just getting ridiculous. It was really bad. Like, the bullying phase during middle school was really, really bad. And I was called a nerd. People saw it as an insult. Um, when I got to high school, I rebranded myself. I, my my name actually used to be Abby. It was a childhood name, and that's what I was called through elementary school and middle school. So when I got to high school, I, I changed. I said my name was Jaleel, which is my middle name. Okay. And, and so I rebranded myself. I had a new friend group, and then I started making clothes. It was actually I started as a Facebook group online to change the way people see the word nerd and me smart and means intelligent. Right. So it was just a Facebook group with my close close friends in middle school. Um, and I didn't make no clothes. I went to the mall one day with one of my friends from the group. We saw we saw a man making shirts in the middle of the mall. And I was like, yo, can you put Nerd Square on this shirt? And that was just the name of the Facebook group before I even thought about making clothes. Right. He put it on there. I got one. My friend got a matching one. I went back to school the next day. And then everybody in the group, because only the group knew about the, the Facebook group, was like, oh, man, where you get those shirts? I love it. Let me get one. I went back to the mall the next day, got more made, and I gave it to him. I was like, yo. I could keep doing this. Right. So I was doing that for a while. And then and then eventually I was looking at him. I was like, I'm coming here looking at you make the shirts in front of me. I could just do this myself. I don't have to make this trip to the to the to the mall every time to get these clothes made. So I went, I was working at Six Flags when I got to high school. That was my first job. Saved the money to get my heat press. I got my LLC and then I got my trademark all while I was in high school. And then I started making the clothes. 
And then I started selling it in high school, but um, people wasn't really confident in high school. Everybody was like, oh, I don't want to wear nerd on my chest. I'm not really trying to do that. A few the teachers were buying it, you right. know, that type of group. A few students were buying it, but the vast majority wasn't. It wasn't until I graduated high school that the word nerd and anime and then art, like this fan base and fan group started becoming more and more popular. So I was like, dang, okay, I'm really seeing that people are, the word is changing now. And then my brand started right. really picking up after high school. But um, so that's how I started the brand, trying to change the way people see the word nerd. I came with the word nerd square because square is um, the same thing. It's square someone who's um, tech savvy and whatnot. So the words went hand in hand and I didn't, and I've been pushing it ever since, ever since. Bruh, your energy is contagious, my G. Like, it's crazy to see like how just genuinely passionate you are about the stuff that you say. Like, you know, some people, they have their brands, they have their whatever, and they do it for like the money. They do it for whatever. You can tell that this really means something to you. You know, oh, like this is something that hits your soul when you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. If I was doing it for the money, I would have gave it a long time ago. That's a fact, bro. That's what people don't understand. For the work I put in. I put a lot of work just to see this stuff. Um, just I just yeah, like you said, I'm very passionate about this brand. Bro, that's the crazy thing. Like people don't understand. People think that we do this stuff for money. And like people wonder how we keep going so long because you've had your brand since high school. You know, I've been podcasting for three years now, going on four years. And people are like, yo, how do you keep doing it for this long? Because it's, it's not passion. for the money, bro. It's for the it's passion. passion. I love all of this. Every yeah. single time I sit down and I turn on the mic, bro, that's when I truly activate. You know, it's when it's almost when you feel like you're your truest self when you're doing what you really fully love. Like if it once, like you said, if I was doing this for the money, bro, I would have quit a long time ago. Yeah, my yeah. God. Right. Like it would have been, we would have been out of here a long time ago, but right. you know, right. the money comes second and yeah. the money is starting to come. And I will <laughs> hope the same for your mm -hmm. uh, brand, but it's, it's about the passion. It's about the culture. It's about changing the world through what we do, you know? And that, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Every year it grows a little bit more. So, yeah, what you say, yeah, passion. That shit is crazy, man. What's the hardest part about running your brand? Um, Cause I do know it's hard work. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like the hardest part is just, I, like I said, I don't only just do the brand, it's juggling everything else. Like I do have a full-time job. I am in the army reserves. Uh, I was in college for a long period. I just, I just stopped this semester. Um, and just you know i have family i have relationships i have friends and then i have the the brand so just juggling all those stuff so the brand itself isn't hard but just time management right and then all these different things staying consistent with my instagram posts staying consistent with my youtube content staying consistent with all the other stuff too you know like i said this is a small fraction of things i do but this is like I, all those other stuff i do is for this right Save up for this to invest into this to put the money back into this so just time management i feel that bro like that's the real struggle is making sure to balance our entire lives we're creators but we're not only creators you know what i'm saying yeah, like creators it's a lot of this shit. is my full-time job or this is and it's not i have like i've been very open with it like i have a full-time job i do security and like i said i do the reserve thing i just came back from my annual training i was two weeks i wasn't even here for two weeks so people was putting in orders and i just i didn't send any out until i got back and the day i got back i had to package a bunch of orders and send it out luckily nobody emailed me talking about oh where's my package i was just right. hoping that that wasn't gonna happen <laughs> and you're a one-man team right one well, man team, i do this right? all by myself all by myself i mean sometimes my friend every now and then might help me but they're, they're not being paid. So, you know, right. it's really just me by myself. Man, that's the grind, bro. That's the grind and the love. Because it's hard to 
balance having a because we need jobs you know what i'm saying it's hard balancing the job with the work and making everything mold together for the dream bro that it's a struggle it's a real balancing act like i feel like a lot of people from the outside looking in are like damn bro they just they got it all put together everything is working every like exactly how it needs to go this is happening bro there's a lot of roadblocks and hurdles and as a creator you got to be able to adapt and move around like you just said you were gone for two weeks yeah what what do i do with that you know now i gotta adapt i get back i gotta go into overdrive now yeah and it's it's a struggle it's a struggle but it's worth it yeah yeah, it's worth it it's worth it um the the it's an adrenaline rush the the being able to pull it off is an exciting thing to check off the box oh i did that i'm still doing it It just it keeps you motivated keeps you going it pushes yourself it keeps you in a creative space you know, I try to, like I said, I try to show everybody the behind the scenes of how I'm doing it because people, people, people just think it happens overnight and it don't, it don't. It definitely does not happen overnight, but I mean, it's all worth it. What's the best part of your brand? Uh, um, seeing people's reaction to it when they get the clothes, seeing people comment that they love the brand, seeing people say stuff like, oh man, I wish I knew the brand when I was in high school or oh, I was called a nerd, tearing the stories that relate that I'm like, oh man, I, one person came up to my table and this made me shut a tear too. He was telling me how when he was in um, middle school, he was set on fire for being a nerd. Yeah, he said he was set on fire. Yeah, they said they put oil on, um, oil on him and they set him on fire. And he was about to tear up talking about how his, how he was bullying. And I was just like, I felt the pain. And it's just crazy seeing the emotional impact that people get around the word. So that that drive just keeps me going too. So it's that those moments. I really like, dang, I'm really doing something. I'm speaking to somebody. Somebody's looking at my brain and going, I relate. And that that's just awesome. Man, that is set on fire is insane, bro. That was that was one of the most crazy stories I've heard about somebody saying they was bullied for being a nerd. You have to be a real yeah. evil person to yeah. set another human being on fire. Yeah. Bro, that's some craziness, man. That's that's some next that just kind of like shook me a little bit. I can't imagine what that would even be like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's like I said, this different time frame, man. Nerd was not popular at all. It was looked at as an insult, it was a slur. It, it, it just gets more and more common now, but like, and he was much older. So right this was probably before I was in high school. For sure. Yeah. It, just, it gets worse and worse farther down the timeline. Oh, back in, back in the day. Oh no, nah, that used yeah. to be crazy, yeah. bro. People yeah. used to mistreat nerds for real. Yeah. Yeah. Like people think all that stuff that you watch in the movies and all that about the bullying and everything is just for movies, but life kind of used to, especially like in the hood, if yeah. you were a nerd in the hood. Yeah, bro. That yeah. was, that's crazy. Like my dad's from the projects. He's told me stories about nerds in his school and all that. And it's like, that's scary that y'all were doing that back yeah. in the day. Yeah. The older generation is different. Yeah. It's yeah. Different. That's, that's some scary shit, bro. Yeah. Nah. Hey, I want to ask you, what do you say makes you a nerd? Okay. What do I say? Makes you a nerd? I feel like and I feel like I overthink a lot. I'm always in my head. I have crazy social anxiety. I've been really trying to push myself to get out of my head. Um, like I said, when I was in high school, I wasn't in the sports. I was a book nerd. I was in chess club. I was in FBLA club. I was in JROTC. I was head of JROTC, actually. I was in um, Future Business Leaders of America. So I was in those type of groups and those type of um, yeah, social groups. So like I said, I wasn't athletic. I wasn't a handyman like my father was. I wasn't into sports. So I found myself in these traits that people would consider cool. And I just wasn't in that. Mm-hmm. I was the type of guy to sit on the bleachers while everybody was playing sports. So people would look down on me. My, my fashion sense was different. I wasn't into, 
I wasn't into gangs, gangs like gang um, activity and and affiliation was big in my high school, and um, I was like, I had I had weird, I used to collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I collect comic books. I have a whole bunch of comic books. I collect wristbands. So I was into I was like that. I was like that. I didn't grow up on anime, but I started getting into anime during the pandemic last year. So. But I feel like those things just, it changed the way that I, it changed my social settings. It changed the way I view life. And it just, it changed the interaction that I had because everything that was considered cool, I just really wasn't involved in it. So kind of set me up that way. It just made me different. I feel that, bro. And I think it's a real testament to you that you kept being yourself through that, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like we all know people who were more or less nerds in high school or in middle school or whatever. And then as time goes on, they kind of change to assimilate. I, I know a guy, I can think of a specific guy, I'm not gonna say his name, but in my high school, like he was the more nerdier type. He didn't really like doing the certain things. And then he did get bullied for it. And then as time went on, he just kind of stopped doing those things. Mm -hmm. And if you look at him today, you would never, if you saw a picture of him then and a picture of him now, you'd be like, yo, is that even the same person? Like it, he acts completely different now. And I mean, like, you know, Obviously, people grow and grow out of things, but sometimes people change who they are in order to be more comfortable in society. And I feel like it's kind of it kind of sucks that society has to make you feel that way. I, I know a lot of friends that I started talking to in high school that they conform to what society thought was cool, the way they dress, the way they think, what they just do and things that I'm like, that's not even you. That's not what you like. That's not what you into. But you you change it, how you dress, you change how you speak, you change your groups. Because you one, you're scared to be judged, and two, you want to fit in. The need to fit in is is ruining you. And I'm like, I'm looking at you like this is not even you. I know who you are. Right. Well, with you, we used to be cool, and I'm I can't even relate. I can't even I can't, and if I, I feel like I can't even be your friend because I can't condone this activity that you put right. on. It's not you, it's not real. And me sticking around makes you think that this is okay and it's not. So I had to cut all that off. Bro, I'm on the same thing. Like, I know people like that where it's like, damn, bro, like we used to be homies and I really rock with who you are. Like, I yeah. know you as a person, but this isn't facade. you. This is a facade you're putting up yeah. to make other people feel comfortable or maybe make yourself more comfortable around other people. I don't know, but like, you don't need to do that. And I think that's an important thing about your brand. I think that's an important thing about my podcast is it just gives people the place to truly be themselves. Like even our podcast discord, I love it because there's so many different types of people in there just vibing, you know, like we're just being ourselves at all times. We can watch whatever we talk about anime. We talk about pop culture. We talk about hip hop. All that is mixed in there because it's, you can be whatever you want. You don't have to just be one thing. You don't have to just be yeah. a cool kid. Like you can do everything. Everybody nerds out about something I've realized in, in my life. Everybody Facts. got their one niche, whether you you were Harry Potter nerd, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Marvel. Everybody got that one thing that they just really dive into. Hell and, yeah. And people feel like that people suppress it. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> people do suppress it. But hey, that's what you're working towards to get the yep. suppression, to get past that suppression. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the comfortable. Bro, exactly. That's that's what's up, bro. I really appreciate that. I want to ask, what is your most successful moment? What was the moment that really hit you the most where you're like, damn, bro, I'm really out here? Like where you were like, oh shit, I'm killing this. Cause I've seen you have a lot of those moments. You know, I've been following you for a while. I've known you for a little bit. So I've I've seen those moments, but I want to know what you specifically think that moment is for you. Okay, as far as my clothing line, 
I mean, you could get an answer for both clothing line and just like you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna give you a couple. So, so okay. Well, Blurcom was definitely one because that's my first time going out of state. I've never mm. been out of state to vendor before. So getting a rental, packing up my car, driving 10 hours to Virginia to sell in a whole different state. And then people in Virginia looking at me like, dude, I follow you on Instagram. I'm like, I'm in a whole different state. And you're talking fire. about you follow me on Instagram and TikTok and you recognize me. And now I'm selling to you. That's, and that's fire. Today. So that that was like a wow, a, a mind-blowing experience. Um, when I was at MomoCon, this lady walked up to my table. And she was just like, she was just like freaking out to see me, making me feel like I was some type of celebrity. Like, oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. Oh my God, I love your stuff. I show my family, this and that. And I'm just, and like, I was getting overwhelmed because I was like, yo, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just a right. regular guy. And you freaking out. Like you just seen somebody amazing. And that's how she's looking at me. So I was like, that was a, that was a big experience for me too. Um, uh, I feel that, bro. That's a crazy moment when people be excited to see you, bro. Yeah, that like that blew my mind the first time. That, that happened to me a couple times at DreamCon, and I was sitting there like, like, bro, is this real right now? Like, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm literally just a regular guy, bro. Like, it's such a crazy feeling. Cause yeah, I feel like for us, we're like low tier on the on like the not not fame but just like yeah. notoriety because yeah. like yeah we have some tiktok followers you got much more than i do but I, you know like with that many tiktok followers i'm sure someone is bound to know you sooner or later but when they be excited to see you it's like yo i'm excited to see like, you, you should, like, like can i get a picture with you they're like what are you gonna do with that picture nobody knows that picture <laughs> you're gonna right. post and be like who's that they could be like that's that's your son like who who is bro <laughs> is this your brother <laughs> right people are taking pictures with me i'm like damn bro like i'm really just the homie like i'm just a regular guy bro i got a pie i'm a i sit on my couch and i talk to my homies bro that's it man yeah yeah so that, that's dope but um <laughs> another thing um this Airbnb thing is going to be big. Like I, 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 it was, I, so I have three houses. Oh, damn. People don't know that. Yeah. I, I got my first one when I was, when I was 19, the second. I actually one. remember seeing that on your Instagram. Now I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had a lot of saving and a lot of work to get it. But the third one, I, I closed on it last week. So that's the one that I want to do Airbnb will turn into a nerdy Airbnb. So when I closed on that third one, that was a big, like, like dang, I was like, yo, I'm 24 years old. I just closed on my third house. This is phenomenal. Like this. Fire. Yeah. Like, so, so those things, and you know, it's the money that I've been saving up for my brain and my work in the military and this consistency, making sure your credit's right, all that stuff, not going to just being able to close, put that behind me. It's like, okay. I see my life going in the order that I want. Um, so closing, that was a big, big experience. I was like, wow, man, I am that guy. And um, and then now and I'm, I'm working on a book. I want to write a book. I was supposed to been finished the book, oh, but shoot. have been getting uh, uh, just crazy with the house process. But I think I'm going to have the book finished by next year. So that's the next big plan for me. Damn. Um, so yeah, like on my, on, my, on my Instagram, like I tell you, that's a small fraction of the things that I'm doing outside. Right. People really see that side of me, but um, it's better. It's probably better that way. I mean, I feel like it's important to like, and that's why I like doing interviews and stuff like this, because I'm not so like right now, this is an interview for Nerd Square, but it's also just an interview for you, you know? And I think it's important to kind of give the people, I wouldn't say you're behind the scenes, but kind of give more insight into you specifically, because that's really what makes people fall in love. Like even people who follow you on TikTok or Instagram, I feel like a lot of people really fuck with the brand. Yeah, but I also feel like a lot of people really just fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Like your videos be funny, you know, like 
you you actually have a good personality and i think when you have that personality mixed with a good product that's yeah. what really drives it because just the product is cool and people go see the product and they go think it's cool but when they see you they like yo this dude is this dude is dope like i gotta rock with it you know that's kind of how i felt because i'm like yo the clothes is fire i'm about to get a hoodie but mm. i'm also supporting this dude who really has motivation this dude who's really about something he's really passionate like you know like i feel like even before i had ever had a conversation with you i was like damn this nigga my friend like i feel like we're friends you know what i'm saying let's be chilling let's be chilling exactly bro you just see like a cool dude and even when we were uh at momocon it took us a couple of minutes to even realize we had never met in person before yeah i felt like i was talking to you like i knew you like i've been knew you yeah because like probably after talking to you for like a minute and a half i was like wait a minute is this our friend? Because I was like, I'm in Atlanta right now because I forgot I was in Atlanta. And I'm like, wait, we ain't never met before. Like, this is crazy. And next this thing you know, we all here networking. We met on Instagram. You buy some clothes on Instagram. I saw you at Momocon. And next thing I know, now I'm on your podcast. Bro, it's just, just like networking, how things, How life works. Networking is so important, bro. And right. through networking, I've realized that networking is so much more than just business. You know, oh, when yeah. I used to hear the word networking, at, like before I really got into it, I would think, okay, that's connecting business relationships to further your own business. But what you come to realize is networking is a little bit more than that. It's sometimes it's connecting business relationship and ending up with real friends. You know, a lot of the people I network with are my homies now. I would tell people sometimes going to these vending events, sometimes not even about the money you make, you meet some people that have some long lasting effects on your life. Like I, I learned when I went to, I was vending at a, a church, Creflo Dollars Church in Atlanta, my first vending event and then the guy i met there he's the one who told me man you should get an llc and then he i got his contact information and he walked me through the process on the computer and i was like dang so i didn't make that much sales that day but i met someone who put me on to to create an llc for this brand and i was like so sometimes networking is sometimes even more valuable than money bro it really is like a lot of times networking is more valuable than money because even at um dreamcon i met one of my friends from the black ramen podcast her name is chatty patty she's awesome and we talked for maybe like five minutes. But in that five minutes, she was dropping gems on me. I was like, yo, I wanted to go to DreamCon and I didn't think I'd be able to come because the ticket sold out. But then I ended up getting invited by D Spirits to work with them. She was mm -hmm. like, why didn't you apply for a press pass? And mm -hmm. I was like, what you mean apply for a press pass? She like, you got a podcast, you got a website, you got all this and that, apply for a press pass. I'm here through a press pass and your podcast is bigger than mine. You could definitely do that. Bro, since then, since I've been back in Chicago, I've been at three anime conventions off of press passes. Just because mm. I didn't even know that was a thing yeah. until she told me. And yeah. while I wasn't even there at DreamCon for my podcast, I was there to work with D-Spirits, which is another brand I love. Mm -hmm. I still got all this knowledge that ended up furthering me in the long run. Like every opportunity, bro. You, like I've learned just take every opportunity you get, even if it's not like the opportunity you expected. Yeah. That opportunity can end up being a huge thing. Even at Momocon, I was there with D Spirits. I wasn't there. Yeah. As you know, the Storm Podcast, I was there working with D Spirits, which I love D Spirits. So I'm not going to lie, that was almost better working with them because that shit was busting. But yeah. I met you. Now this is coming from it. I met yeah. Dom from NamiWare. More stuff is coming with that. Yeah, I met like, Dom at Momocon too. Dom's a dope guy, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he was at BlurCon too. We we caught up there as well. I met, I met, um, I met, uh, Black, uh, Anime Sunday at MomoCon too. I met him at DreamCon. I didn't even know he was at MomoCon. And then I met him at BlurCon and he took some pictures together there. So yeah, good, good vibes, good vibes.
and then, and then, I, and then I worked with um, Anime Sunday. I uh, sent him some clothes and he made some TikToks for me. I saw that. He, I saw that. That was a dope collab with him. So it's just crazy. And I met all these people at MomoCon. Just crazy to network, like I said, all three of them. Bro, networking is just so important, bro. Like, I've, it's just so important because you end up getting business relationship and friends. Like, even Starling from D Spirits, uh, the brand I work with, bro, I love that guy. Like, that guy is one of the coolest people ever. Mm-hmm. And you would just never expect to meet somebody like that just like even working with d spirits he sent us those cards just because you know we have a podcast and you know we're just to promote it and that was back when our podcast had maybe like 150 followers like we we were really small at the time this was like early 2020 and he had just launched the game so his instagram had like 100 followers now d spirits is out of here bro they growing like crazy mm-hmm. but it was just supposed to be a one-off thing open do an unboxing open it up boom you know, just transactional. We ended yeah. up playing it. We ended up loving it. We started talking to him, asking him questions about the game. We started planning more. And now, like, we have a real deep business connection where we're a part of the team. And we teach people how to play. And we make promotional videos. And we do all this stuff just off of something that was supposed to be a quick business transaction. Ended up building into a real lasting business relationship. And more importantly, a friendship. Like, I love Sterling. I consider yeah. that man my friend. Like, that's such a cool guy. Like, that's... If there's one thing I want y'all listeners to take away from this interview, it's network, bro. It's yeah, network. network. Because that you shit is crazy. Me and stay connected. Hell yeah. That's just crazy. Yo, we were talking about social media a little bit. Do you have any or what are your social media strategies? Like specifically TikTok, because I know you're doing really well on TikTok. I have my own strategies. What would you say your TikTok strategies are? If you would call, even call them strategies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, well, right now I am I am shadow banned on TikTok. I have no idea why. So I'm I'm not getting as much views as I was getting before. But when I was building up and I'm still making videos, when I when I come in here to make these videos, I'm making six seven videos a day. That like like I'm I like I'm 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 sitting here with the mindset that okay, I'm about to spend the next two hours just on TikTok content. Right. I'm looking at trends. I'm looking at what I realized honestly, the things that blow up the most sex sex sells sex jokes. <laughs> honestly sells and that is, is crazy and then um so doing things like that with the mannequins and i have the mannequins naked and just to push the brand but um hashtags uh, like i said i make like seven videos sometimes we longer talking points when you have those conversations with yourself people tend to stay longer on those videos because they want to hear the rest of the conversation mm. so, well those conversations when i'm saying one thing and then i switch to myself and i'm having that back and forth right those always get a lot of views always and, and like i said the tiktok views work by how long someone stays to watch the video yeah that's the most important thing pieces, people want to hear the rest of the conversation so hashtags conversation pieces the whole point is to get them watch as long as you can and then again sex sells look sex sells religion sells violence sells unfortunately so right. you know, when, I, when i look at study vegan i want to always point them out because they they use sex to sell vegan food they use right. sex to sell food they they're marketing sex to draw the attention to the food and so people are using those different avenues to sell their own product so like my um my uh my sapiosexual shirt some people can say that i'm using sex to sell intelligence or some right. of the type of quotes that i make more than just a pretty face there's that there's that um that okay so we we get what you're trying to say mm-hmm. 
to push intelligence. Um, so stuff like that. Money, making money sells. Um, yeah, I'm in my bag, but I'm in my books too type shirt. Right. So people like the, oh yeah, I'm in my bag. And then you're using money to push intelligence. So it's how you incorporate those different avenues to push your own product and do the same thing with your TikTok videos or Instagram videos. And you realize those people share those more. It's more relatable. Facts. That's what, that's what I'm starting to realize. That's one thing that I'm always thinking about when I'm making my videos is the shareability of it. Like when I'm making it, I'm like, cause the number one thing on TikTok in the algorithm is the length they stay and like replay, like how many times they watch it over. The second thing is shares. Like, are you bringing people onto the platform? Cause mm -hmm. when you look at it from the, the business perspective, what TikTok wants is for people to stay a long time. And they want people to come onto the app and stay a long time. So I always think about the shareability. I'm like, yo, people gonna watch this and be like, Yo, let me send this to my homie real quick. Like, what, what's my homie think about that? That's something yeah. that's really important. And another thing I took away from what you said that I also do is feel like when it comes down to TikTok, people always ask, how do you post one video at a minimum? Because I post a minimum of one video a day. How do you do that? How do you keep up with that? And the answer is just like you said, batch prepping, bro. I don't record a TikTok every single day. Mm -hmm. There are days when I sit down and I record 10 TikToks and it stops the burnout, you know what I'm saying? Like if you feel yeah. the motivation to do some TikToks, okay, boom, I'm not gonna sit down and do one. I'm gonna yeah. sit down and do 10. And now yeah. I, I have these, they're in the tuck, bro. If you look at my drafts right now, I think my drafts right now is like 17, bro. Exactly. Cause it's just like, I just got these in the tuck, bro. I don't need to, I don't need to sit down. Cause people are like, bro, I tried doing three videos a day and I just kept burning out. Oh. You're burning out cause you're trying to record three TikToks a day. Like that's a lot, my G. And, while it's not in the grand scheme of things, because they're only one minute videos, no, when you do it every day, it's a lot. Making a 15 second video could take 30 minutes. Right. Making a one minute video could take a second. People, people think, oh, I just take 15 seconds. Nah, nah, I have to stop it. I might redo it. I have to add the effects. I have to get the lighting. It's a lot of stuff that goes into making just a 15 second video. That Hell yeah. Think about. It's a lot of work, bro, because you actually got to sit down set up the scene you know what i'm saying you gotta yeah. think about what you want the video to be lighting just like you said bro and then when whenever you add the text bro that should be annoying to me that's the worst oh, part yeah. to me whenever i gotta add the text because i gotta do like the timing shit, the set duration yeah. that's just a struggle but and it's worth making it. mess up you gotta delete all the text messages you don't save nothing bro that shit, oh my god i hate that i that part i really hate <laughs> And then I if I'm in a conversation with myself, I got to change my clothes between every single one. Right. People, it's a lot of work that goes behind making a simple 15 second video. Worst feeling, one of the top 10 worst feelings is when you do all that and you make a heater, bro. You just know this the one, bro. And it don't even pop. And that mug flops, bro. I'd be yeah. like, yo, 200 plays? Yeah. All and this then, work and then I the, did for that? And then the basic one, get a bunch of views. And be like, I put time and work and right. into this one. And y'all, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> Y'all don't even appreciate the lot of effort. Y'all don't even get what I just said here. Right. But this one so simple. It's... I, I, bro, I hate that. And that just goes to show. Post everything. Cause I've had videos in my like in my drafts for a long ass time. Cause I'm like, man, this video sucks, bro. Like, like why I even make this? And then I'll post it. Boom. It'll be one of my biggest ones. And I'm like, y'all fuck with that? Like, that's yeah, what y'all yeah. you like. We be sleeping on ourselves. Like, that's one thing that I feel like creators. Like, while we do know our fan base, we do know our watchers and all that, sometimes we get in our own way. Sometimes yeah. I'd be like, this wasn't that funny, or uh, we wasn't really spitting on this one. And then I'd be like, well, I ain't got nothing else to post, so I'll go ahead and post this. And Boom. 400,000 plays. I'm like, what? 
like yeah. how, how did this even happen yeah and you know it's just to being like running a business and being marketing like okay obviously i think of content they're like yo if somebody else was to post this it would blow but i can't post this because it don't go with my brand bro and, and, like it's too much backlash and i'll be thinking but i'm like this right here is hilarious though this would go crazy but i can't i, I can't know that try. feeling I'm actually right now I'm working on being a social media manager. I'm uh getting everything in place to do that. Uh, I'm gonna start that soon because bro, I I have a brand, you know, like and branding is really important. So I posted TikToks before that I think are funny and I think are good, but they just don't go with my brand. So you know they're not gonna make no noise. Mm -hmm. But I might know some people who mm -hmm. it does go with their brand. So I'm trying to be a social media manager because bro, I got some heat. I got some heat in the vault that I want to be yeah. able to to show people and. I might not always be the best avenue for that. And I feel like I, I don't have to be. I I don't have to be the best avenue for that. I don't have a problem with taking the back seat so these jokes can get off. Like if it's a yeah, good yeah. joke, I want y'all to see it. Like it don't matter if I'm the one who says it. It's yeah. just funny. Like I want people to laugh. I want people to I you know, when you have a good idea, it don't matter if you're the one who does it or not. Well, at yeah. least to me it doesn't. Yeah, as long as it get out there. Right. Like that's the real thing, is just getting getting the dream out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> But I, I love TikTok though. I think it's really a great platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use TikTok and Instagram mostly. I try to use Twitter, but I can't. I can't get into it. I feel like I missed the Twitter train. I should have been on that when I was back in middle school. That's when the people was really growing. But now it's so hard to gain. I felt like that at first, but I started to make a couple Twitter friends that are bigger than me, and they've like reposted my stuff, and I picked up a little traction. Obviously, I'm not like crazy on Twitter yet. But it is really just about getting in the right circles. But it's tough, bro, because I've been on Twitter for like, I don't know how long, like a while. And I really haven't really blown up on there. There's not a lot of organic engagement and not there's organic engagement, but it's hard to find new, uh, mm -hmm. new people on Twitter. I feel like Instagram is more personal, though. You get to you get to show your personality more with your fans and with mm -hmm. your the followers TikTok isn't as personal as Instagram and like Instagram lets you create a, a nice bio you can add your links you can um you could well now you could pin on TikTok but it's not the same like you can make regular posts you can the captions people are more you can you can build a family with Instagram I feel like I can't build that same family with TikTok like there's just randomly popping people pages TikTok gets way more views and it pushes it out to people who don't follow you. Right. That's what I like about TikTok. But with Instagram, people who do follow you, you're building you're building a community. Yeah. TikTok, you're just you're introducing new people. So to get those people from TikTok to Instagram is my ultimate goal. Trying to that's where people get lost. Instagram. People yeah. think that TikTok is where like I love TikTok. TikTok is a great platform, but I use TikTok to redirect people. TikTok yeah. is like like that's the door you know what i'm saying like i want them to to see me like that's the window but i need people to come in the door you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. i i send people from TikTok to my podcast or my mm -hmm. podcast discord or sometimes my instagram because the people who just stay on TikTok, it's hard to get people to just you know like on TikTok, there's just so much and there's the for you page not that many people really look at the following page like that so yeah. it's difficult for people who already follow you but it, it's like the gateway to me yeah and nothing too about social media that I want to say. Um, okay, so a big thing that I realize is um, there's a difference when you're when you're a social influencer. So your your whole thing is making video content, like um like um anime. Let's do the anime Sunday. They, he makes he makes just TikTok videos. He's not really selling a product. Mm -hmm. He gets I'm sure he gets his revenue from his views and whatnot. Right. So me on the other hand, I'm selling a product. So I don't get my revenues from the views. I get my revenues from the sales. 
so like i i try to make i try to let people know like um getting getting 300 it's how do i put it okay so i have i have 25,000 followers on instagram 25,000 followers on instagram to me for a clothing brand is a lot but 25,000 followers for a um for a person who just makes videos mm -hmm. isn't the same right we would need way more followers to get the type of revenue than a person who's selling something because you're you're looking for buyers right just looking for views so it's a different type of marketing is definitely numbers different. mean different things definitely yeah no. following you isn't following you i mean yeah, yeah i'll make tiktok video but they're following you with the hopes to buy a product that's a different type of follower that's a mm -hmm. different type of supporter it's really different because followers are different currency in different fields that you're in you know what i'm yeah. saying like to you twenty five thousand might be a lot but to addison ray twenty five thousand not paying her bills like Nothing. that's not that ain't doing shit because mm -hmm. you those twenty five thousand, you don't need all twenty five thousand to go purchase something. Mm -hmm. But if even half of those people purchase something, that's decent. Like that's good. That's good revenue. She's not selling nothing. Mm -hmm. So all of that twenty five thousand is just going into a couple cents into the ad revenue. And now you know those followers start to build up different things for like brand sponsorships and all types of other things. But when you're eating off the revenue you need a much bigger number to be able to eat off yeah. of yeah yeah that's the that's that. the crazy thing about social media is hey it's a humbling experience you, you learn a lot you learn a lot bro like you really do learn a lot because when i first got into the social media stuff bro i didn't how do i say it i didn't know how hard it would be but i also didn't know how easy it would be at the same time because it is hard but it is kind of simple when you break it down like just post a lot and things will work like there you can get into analytics that's what i do like i get into the analytics and the math and everything to get the best but it really is just about posting when you just start bro just post if you want to be any listeners listening to this if you want to be in social media just start by posting just post you one, for, two, three times. Ads? Like Instagram ads, TikTok ads. Did you ever do that? So when I first started TikTok, I paid when I first like blew up on TikTok, I paid for a couple of the ad promotion things. And I think I probably spent like $50 total on it. It just wasn't really the organic <laughs> engagement is worth so much more. I think once I started paying for TikTok ads, TikTok stopped pushing my content because they felt like I would just keep paying for Instagram. I mean for mm. TikTok ads. I feel like yeah. God, I wish I never did it because I feel like my content was being pushed way more. And then as soon as I made my first payment, they slowed it down because they wanted me to depend on paying for TikTok. I don't know, you know, people have their conspiracy theories on how to take that guy to work, but right. I know it was somewhere down that line that my views don't even hit a thousand. Like you said, I have over 300,000 followers on TikTok. And for me to be not barely getting a thousand views, mm -hmm. something ain't right. Something just ain't adding up. I feel that, bro. TikTok has like the high and low points, bro. And like what I've noticed is I just whether I want to or not, I just got to push through them low points, you know, because mm -hmm. every like you'll get that week where you like, oh, I'm popping off, bro. Twenty five thousand, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Like we moving. And then the next week, it'll be like five hundred plays, one thousand plays. And you like, damn, bro, I really just want to, I really just want to stop this shit. Like this yeah. shit is dumb, but you know, it's going to come back up if you just keep moving yeah, and I it's so worth it, bro, that I just keep, 
you just keep pushing through because I've met so many, like probably most of the people who are watching this interview right now probably found the podcast off of TikTok. TikTok. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just so important because I've made so many lasting connections with people who I genuine, genuinely do love and appreciate. Like I like, and I know people, some people say it just to say it. I genuinely do love every single one of the people who I interact with because it's like, damn, bro, all the people on the internet, yeah. all the people on the internet and you chose to oh, spend wow. your time right now watching this, yeah. watching me, you know? That means a lot to me. That yeah. really does. So I really do love them. So that's why that's really one of the main reasons that keeps me going, even because like I don't live like I can't eat off of this. You know what I'm saying? This ain't just yeah. like the end all be all. Yeah, same. But I, I do it for the love because I really do just love that impact, bro. Yeah, me too. Me too. I do for the love. Yeah. And one of the coolest moments I saw for you, I meant to say this a little bit earlier, bro. When I saw Wayne Brady wearing your stuff, bro. Oh, yeah. That was crazy to me. That yeah, was crazy to me. He has a bunch of him, him. He wore it. His daughter has some video she made wearing it. So he put the whole family on, really. That's, that's fire. Really, I was mentioning him through Instagram. He contacted me, honestly. I don't know if he what? saw it. Yeah, I didn't reach out to him. He reached out to me through Instagram. And then he was even saying, oh, I love your brand, man. You should definitely send me some stuff. So the, a long time ago, I sent him one hoodie and um, he never got to making a video about it. And then like a month later, he hit me back up saying how, oh man, I never got to make the video. I'm going to put an order in and, and then I'm going to make a video shouting you out. So then like 30 minutes later, I see a big order placed by him. He bought like four things, different sizes. So I'm guessing he got something for his daughter. Right. And then that's when he made, he got the clothes. I, I DM him and say, hey, did you get clothes? He said, yeah, I got it. And then a week later, he made that video. And then he, I got some videos with his daughter dancing in it, like a couple with his daughter dancing in it. And um, so, yeah, that's how it happened. But he came out to me. He must have saw it through an ad or something. So that's that crazy. was crazy. See, you know, yeah, see, Wayne Brady reached out to me. And I was like, I had probably like 17,000 followers on on um on instagram and he has like million like i don't know how much you got a million more a than lot yeah. if you to see my seventeen thousand followers instagram it was like yo bro that's know? crazy yeah that's so crazy because like i really rock with rain like that's one of my favorite celebrities i think he a real cool ass dude bro and when i saw him rocking i was like no way bro like this this can be real. He rocking the nerd, bro. I was yeah. so proud of you, bro. That was he so. He also wore it on um, Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon. No, it wasn't Wildin' Out. He when Nick Cannon was um, he was doing a talk show. I think for Wendy Williams, he wore it a nerd beanie. I peeped that. Piano. Yeah, so he got yeah. some other clips on TV with that. So that was dope too. So just and I didn't even know he was gonna do that. I was just scrolling and I saw it. And I was like, yo, that's my hat. That's my beanie. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so cool, man. I'm bro. gonna post that video on my Instagram. I don't even think I posted. It. I might look for that where to post it. And show like, yo, shout out to Wade Brady again. Now that you mention it, bro, because he's he's the goat. And when I saw him wearing your shit, I was like, "Yo, this is dope." He really out here grinding, bro. Yeah, yeah. Amara La Negra, she um she wore my sapiosexual hoodie. I don't know if you know her. She was on um Real. Sounds Housewives. familiar. Yeah, she um she she had a big following too, and she was on TV. Uh, she was on Real Housewives and some other shows, but I think the Real Housewives one them popped her off a lot. So um yeah, she wore my sapiosexual hoodie, and the some yeah yeah them them two are the biggest celebrities who wore it. That's epic, bro. That's epic. But man, you out here grinding, bro. You really out here grinding for real. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yo, I can't have an interview with you about mentioning the person that I feel like I met you through. And that's my boy, Jawaso, man. Yeah. Bro, Jawaso shout out bro. to my man's Lee Jawaso. That Jawaso man has helped me so much in just like everything, bro. Like that's that's a friend, a role model, a mentor. Like he's he's such a positive light in just the just the black artist creator space bro i love that guy 
I stay telling him, I'll be like, yo, you, Jawaso is the GOAT. He could be doing so much more and bigger. He need to push himself and get out this level because he's sleeping on himself. He, I, he, he just likes being, game. he don't like the, the limelight, you know? He's a, he likes being behind the scenes. He likes being the coach. He likes being the one to put others on. I like, mean, even his man. name, bro, Ronin Jawaso. Like, Ronin is like, that's like the samurai who's like ducked off, or I can't remember what the exact translation is. But I got collabs with him. I got I got two collabs with him. I even yeah, I bought that one. Me. I had that one. Oh yeah, his Instagram's on the shirt. Yeah, so we work together a lot, and he helped me make logos. He put me on to um, drop shipping. I don't even do drop shipping, but I, he I was thinking about it. So um, I learned a lot from that. We talk all the time. I met him through Instagram. I, I wonder who reached out to who first. I think I think I reached out to him because I wanted him asking him if he does custom anime designs, and then ever since then. We hopped on FaceTime together and we was talking. That's yeah. crazy. I think I reached out to him too. Same thing. I um, I hit him up because I wanted some art. No, actually, I hit up a different girl because I wanted some art for the podcast. And she was like, my commissions are closed right now, but hit up Jawaso. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I hit him up. And he ended up putting me on to a whole bunch of stuff, bro. Like, yeah, he, just he hosted me, the podcast merch on his website for a little bit back when we had merch. Um... He taught me a bunch of stuff about, damn, I just hit the whole table. He taught me a bunch about business, bro. I was like, damn, this is just a really cool dude. And like, that's my friend for like, I haven't even met him in person. Like I need to meet him in person. Me too. Yeah. He, he dropped some jewels. Yeah. And bro, actually, no, no, no. Wait, I can't even remember. I think I might've hit him up. No, I remember I hit him up one day about you. And I was like, yo, I don't know if you've seen this brand nerd square, but I feel like you will fuck with it. And then he just sent me a picture back of you two. Like together, I think he saw you at a booth or something, and I was like, "Oh, oh shit, yeah, we did meet before." Yeah, we did. Oh man, that was at um, that was at Morehouse. No, that was at Clark Atlanta. Yes, he. I was at Clark Atlanta. I was vending. We took. He bought a shirt from me. He took a picture. Wow, that was a long time ago. I did. Yeah, because he sent me a picture back. Like it looked like it was from a long time ago, and I was like, "This is the most plugged person I ever met, bro. He knows everybody." Dang, I forgot all about that day. I need to look through the photos for that one too. Yeah, bro. Man, this is the good. You think like some memories. <laughs> You've before, been in the game a long time, bro. That was before the pandemic and everything. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. That's great. How did the pandemic affect uh you oh. and your brand? Oh, it was it was during the pandemic that I started doing TikTok. Yeah, because um, because I used to I used to vend so I used to vendor at Georgia State every single Wednesday weekly. I used Damn. to, and then, and it was Clark Atlanta every single Thursday weekly and Spellman every single Friday. So three days out the week, I'm vending. And I, like I said, I met, I met Juasso at Clark. So Monday through, I mean, sorry, Wednesday through Friday, I'm vending at a different H, I'm different in college, two HBCUs and one, um, one, and then Georgia state. But, um, when the pandemic happened, all those vending opportunities stopped. Right. So I was like, dang. And, and that was my bread and butter. Selling in person is does way better than selling online by mm -hmm. like, by a long shot so and it's still closed right now because of the pandemic post pandemic is they still haven't opened it back up yet right. so when the pandemic happened I, it forced me to start selling online it forced me to start marketing crazy so i started doing tiktok i made my tiktok account I was like yo i need to figure out a way to drive online sales since i can't go out in person no more and right. then that's when i grew my tiktok followers and that's when i started paying for instagram ads and then so the pandemic is what made me focus on online sales since I couldn't vend anymore. But I, I really do. I love vending way more than I like online sales. I like interacting with people. So I, so yeah, I can't wait to go back. And then Wednesday through Friday on a consistent thing, like instead of just like Momocon is once a year. Right. 
weekly vending opportunities is Fire. way different. That's consistency. That's something that oh, I could I could consider a full time job. Right. Because I know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm back vending, and I'm the revenue that I was making, and it's especially to vendor at Georgia State is fifty dollars. To vendor at Clark Atlanta is forty five dollars, and the vendor at Spelman is fifty five dollars. That's it for the whole day. Right. That's I sell smooth. one hoodie. I made back how much I spent to get there, and and I still have like eight hours there. Right. So That's smooth. It's smooth. It's and like Momocon was like over a thousand dollars. So you see the difference, but Momocon's like three days. Right. But, um, so you know, first you got to make back what you spent, and then you make your profit. But when the when the when the cost to get in is only fifty dollars, that's quick, bro. Even, yeah, it's quick. Yeah, that's that was easy. My bread and butter. Let me ask, what's the best design that you think you made? Um, like, so what, what's your favorite one? My favorite are the people's favorite. Uh it's yours different. and then the people's. Okay, my favorite. I, it's never the same, bro. It's never, never the same. Because I got a clothing brand too, and like <laughs> my favorite, bro, that shit don't even be selling like that. Like it's yeah. alright, but. Yeah. Who my favorite? I think I think honestly the gray nerd hoodie with the with the nerd small here and the be yourself here. I think it's a clean cut. I like the multicolor box that I had going on in the be yourself on the hoodie. So I think that was my favorite. It's simple. I like minimalistic designs. I'm starting to realize people like more. I like minimalistic too. Like the hoodie that you got on. I like that type of style. I, so I like this. Real minimalistic. And then the people's favorite is the sapiosexual t-shirt and the hoodie with the what that mind do on the back mm. i think it's because of that thing of saying sex sells yeah that that wow factor the what that mind do that laughing thing so and then um and then after that i think we go to my anime stuff anime stuff go out quick yeah i really I like that like um to see black anime characters on clothes you don't really get to see that much right so. that, that's that's the one i have i have the um the nerd, uh, what is it? The guide to guide for tacos or something like that. Is it, is, it, is it the one with the blue in it? Yeah, I have the one with the blue. Yeah, the, the one that you like read the glitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and you also made both those. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that's why I, I had to cop it. I was like, I, I got to cop it. And I combined the design. Yeah. See, that's epic. That's epic. That's my favorite one. I like that one a lot. Actually, I do like just my plain nerd box logo. I like that. The I got the, I got the black, just the one that you got, but it's a black hoodie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to bring those back too. the simple one. Yeah. Yeah. I bought that a while ago. I bought that probably like two years ago. Maybe you have no idea how crazy this. Okay. When I was in high school, I used to have to like, I would make my design and then I would just put nerd small underneath it. Mm -hmm. people, would, people would buy the design, but they wasn't buying my logo. They wasn't buying nerd. They was buying everything else that was running. I just, I see what you're saying. but now people are just saying, man, I just like your logo. Your right. logo alone is starting to get that brand recognition where people will go and buy the hoodie with just the nerd on it. Like the one you like, right. That is a different feeling. That type of support is way different than you saying, Oh, I'm buying that. I like the anime girl is way different than you saying, Oh, I'm buying it because I like your logo. Just the nerd itself, just the nerd itself. Right. When people are buying this alone, it's like, yo, you really, really mess with the brand because that is it. I don't That's have to. Dope. I don't have to add no no funny quotes to it. I don't have to add no other graphics to it. You just mess with the logo on its own. But because it's a hard logo too. That logo yeah. is fire. That's why yeah. the first one that I bought was the logo tee. Because I yeah. was like, yo, this is just heat, bro. And I I like wearing stuff on the podcast that I really resonate with. You know, like stuff that I really care about, and I like that it's big on the chest. So when I sit down on the podcast. You don't even got to wait for my zoom in shot. You can see that on the wide shot. It's just boom, nerd square. And when you walk in with the word nerd on your chest, like it, it, it people already, people looking at you like, okay. Like if you, like it, it, it goes without saying what kind of person you are. Right. Like you see nerd, you ready. Okay. You start thinking, oh, dang, I wonder what he into. He's smart. This and that. Like 
it's it's a different type of confidence too it's a different type of confidence people look at you it's a statement it's so simple and sleek because people not everybody gonna rock it but the people who do rock it it's a different type of confidence facts bro yeah no that's a fact bro i i love the brand so much another thing that i love about the brand is i love your models bro i love that you use the majority majority black models bro that really resonates with me oh yeah i try to yeah i try to keep the diversity in that too try and i'm actually like i said i'm trying to I want, I want to keep it, so I used to have dark skin models, light skin models, brown skin models. I don't model myself, but yeah. yeah you got to throw in a couple of hoodies. Throw in, throw in a couple of them, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm a behind the camera type of guy. Ah, I'm really an introvert. I'm really an introvert. My brain is forcing me to be an extrovert. Bro, that's what people don't get. Like, whenever I tell people that I'm honestly an introverted guy, people be like, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's different, bro. You have to be. When I'm in front of the camera, I have to be extroverted. When I'm yeah. in a, at an event, I have to be extroverted. But if I'm just out in public, you're not going to know that I even walked into the room unless I want you to know that I walked into the room. Like, yeah. I'm a, if you catch me in public, I probably have my hoodie up. Like, I just want to be out the way, in the cut. Like, even at, like, parties at my girlfriend's house, like, when my girlfriend's family has, like, family reunions or Christmas or whatever, bro, I'll be having to duck off in the basement just to how much like social, like there's yeah. just so many people, bro. And I'd be like, yo, I just need to breathe for, I like being by myself. Yeah, when people come to my table, my social anxiety be going through the roof, but you know, I just gotta suppress it and just try to, you know, just talk and keep it going. I'll be, I'll be over, excuse me, I'll be overthinking. I'll be in my head. I'll be trying to say the right thing. I'll be, it's just, it's so much, it's so much. <laughs> it's when you learn that it's bigger than you that you're able to put that stuff aside, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause like, man, I feel this way and I'm uncomfortable right now, but I'm doing something that's a little bit more important than how comfortable I am. You know, <laughs> like, like this brand, this podcast, this means so much more to other people. Like, you know, like this means something. So I have to just put aside these little insecure, like these insecurities are minor. Yeah. When we're thinking about how much happiness it brings other people, like, am I really gonna stop other people from discovering something that could change their life yeah. because I'm a little uncomfortable right now? Yeah, that's yeah. what I've had to realize. Yeah, that's what gets me up every morning, honestly. Like, even podcasting, bro, we've done one podcast every single week for three years, we haven't missed a single week, bro. I've potted mm-hmm. sick. I've potted in pain. I've been sad, depressed, but you still got to come sit down because like, bro, this means a little bit more than what I'm going through right now. Like, I might have a little sneeze. I might have a headache right now. I might be sleepy. But like, bro, people really want this content and this makes some, this is going to make someone's day. Somebody's going to cut on even this interview, bro. Somebody's going to cut on this interview and it's going to make their experience at work a little bit better. It's going to make their drive a little bit better. It's going to make their day a little better, bro. Yeah. So why would we not do it? Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, I mean, you, you just got me hype. Like, I, sky is the limit, man. Sky is the limit. People don't understand, like, like, okay, well, mom, I'll tell you, the only thing I'm passionate more about my nerd brand is seeing other people succeed and reach their dreams. Like, I, I get emotional Think about, like, I really... I, would, I don't wish hate on nobody, man. I want everybody to do big things. I try to I try to tell people, man, you got to think in the future. You got to you gotta plan. You can't just this, oh, I'm going to live right now thing. Because five years from now, you're really going to see who was talking that talk and who was not. Right. Like, everybody, This I don't even get excited about people flashing stuff on Instagram because when you really put in the work and you really see what it takes to, to, to run this brand and whatnot, you realize what's the facade and what's not. Like what it really takes, you understand the game way better. True that. So, like, I'll tell you, 
like I said, I, I do a lot of stuff outside of my brand and people, I feel like a lot of people overlook me. I, I went on, I went on podcasts with other people and they would say remarks and they're like, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know what's really going on, but y'all will know five years from now when we look back and have these conversations right now, this is just a come up story. Y'all don't even know what's happening behind closed doors. Bro. And that's why I love this podcast, bro. Cause right. Like in five years, I'm going to be able to post a clip of you saying that, bro. Like, it's going to be you with Nerd Square being bigger than fucking Nike. And I'm going to be able to post this clip. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that that means so much to me, bro. Like, that. this is why these moments are so cool and so important, bro. Because it's like documenting life. Yeah. Like, we're documenting life, bro. Yeah. We're at the starting stages right now. I tell people all the time, I've been podcasting three years. You've been in the clothing business for what five, six, probably longer than that, bro. Like yeah. a lot, yeah. a long time. I feel like we just now get into the starting line from these goals that I have, bro, to what where I want to take it. I'm just now at the starting line. Some people would think that we halfway through the race. Nah, bro. All this was training. This was yeah. training for where I'm gonna take it, bro. What's your biggest dream in the in this like? What is your biggest dream in the clothing brand space? And then what's your biggest dream for like yourself? Okay. Okay. So I, I always wanted to get my clothes in a big retailer. I'm thinking Zoomies. I feel like if you was to put my clothing brand in Zoomies and someone just to walk in and they never heard of it, it would just blend in perfectly fine. Like, oh, definitely. Oh, shoot. Our future. Oh, shoot. Nerd. Those are just fire design. Like, you don't even have to know me. You just look at that and you, in that type of setting, it would just go like, oh, dang, this brand is freaking dope. Broken Promises, Odd Future, Champion, those type of clothes, um, Rip and Dip. You put Nerd next to that, the same time, because it's the Hell same yeah. It would just go. It would just I can see. I can see your shit right next to the primitive, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, right next the to the hype are, land. The way the graphics are, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference, because they, so I feel like if I could get it in there, it would, it would, that, that would be a huge, I, and I actually reached out to Zoomies numerous times and I screenshotted it because they ignored my messages. But I'm telling you, like, like you said, five years from now, we're going to look back and be like, yo, I remember asking Zoomies to work with them. And now look at me now I'm working with them. Um, and then um, my personal life. So my, my goal in life was never to be rich. It was to just make enough where I don't have to clock into a job ever again. I want to make just enough money where I don't have to work for nobody ever again, multiple right. streams of income. So I don't have to work for nobody. So um. So that would be great on my financial side of life, like my personal life. I want to make enough money for my brand, from the rental properties, you know, just other other sorts. I want to get into vending machines. I really want to get that going and um, make enough money doing those things. And then, oh, so my, my bucket list goal, I want to buy an RV and I want to drive around the United States for like three months straight on the road. And to pull that off, I'm going to have to have money coming in that doesn't require me to clock into a job. So right. that that would be dope. I want to visit every single state in an RV and just drive. And I want to vlog the whole experience, just me on the road, just driving. Fire. So those are my those are my dreams. Those are my dreams. That's epic, bro. And bro, just the passion, bro. Like the passion is coming through, man. Like you not just saying this. Like yeah. I can see it in your eyes, bro, that it's not even a dream, bro. It's like, it's going to happen. It's just the vision of the future, you know? Like, it's just the vision of the future. It's not even something that might happen or that you want to happen. It's already going to happen because you're in happen. the process of making it happen. Without an inch of a doubt, it's going to happen. Like, it's, there's no, it's no, if it is, I have no fear of it not happening whatsoever. I'm, I'm playing my cards right. I'm building my foundation right now. Everything I'm doing, I'm doing it with a purpose for that end goal. And I feel like there's nothing that could stop me. I feel that, bro. I feel that. I Man. 
I rock with you so heavy, bro. Yeah, you just got a really good, like even right now, bro, you just got me hype, bro. You got me, you got me lit, ready to just, I don't know, getting into some action. I don't know. But um, yo, so I want to get into the what we call on our podcast nerd talk. This is perfect for you. I want to ask, bro. I know you said you're not like crazy into anime. What is one of your biggest anime hot takes that you got off the dome? What do you mean hot takes? Something that is outside of what mainstream anime would agree with. You know what I'm saying? Like something that you think is an unpopular opinion, more or less. Uh, okay. Okay. I think, I think anime that show more blood and gore is way better than anime that don't. And when I say stuff like that, I'm talking about, okay, let's, let's do the Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, they, they're not afraid to get gory. They'll show you the blood. They'll show you the emotions. And I feel like that really changes it from anime that doesn't. Like when you have animes like Naruto and Goku, I'm not really, I don't, I can't get emotionally involved because y'all aren't bleeding and begging for y'all <laughs> lives. Y'all just fighting and getting back up so quickly. I like to know there's a chance that you will really just die on this screen. Yeah. I, I feel like when you have rated R anime, that you you really get involved in the in the emotions. And that goes with all types of um, so like. Like I feel like Marvel would be so much better if they was afraid if they was afraid to just push that envelope and get gory. Yeah. When, when they when they fight and you're not really seeing the blood, it's like people are dying. But I need to. I'm not feeling it because I'm I'm not feeling the pain and torture. So when I watch the boys, I'm like, dang, I'm really hurt right now. Like, yo, you really just murdered this man. I'm seeing his guts. This is this is insane. And then you realize, yo, superpowers can be dark. So when I'm watching Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan is my favorite anime right now. But the, I think what really gets me into it is how gory they can be and how realistic they can be. Like, yo, I can really see this popping off. And I just don't get that same type of thrill when I'm watching Naruto and stuff like that. I, I feel, feel like that. I hate that. It's the stakes, bro. It's, it's about the stakes. Because, like, when you watching some shows, like, if I'm watching Naruto and I'm watching it, I know that Sasuke is not about to die, bro. <laughs> when I'm watching the fight, I know it's not wrapped for Sasuke. I'm watching Attack on Titan, bro. It might be GG for Armin right now. It, it this might, might be. be the, it, <laughs> this might be the last time I ever see him on screen. Yeah, like you really don't know what's about to happen because they're not afraid to push that envelope. Yeah. Like, bro, if you go back and watch the first season of Attack on Titan, because I went back and started it with my little brother, and I was like, yo, I forgot about all of these people, bro. Like, there were so many characters that are smoked gone like never gonna see him again when you go back in naruto like don't get me wrong some people did die and like it was sad but in attack on titan you know anybody is up for grabs bro anybody can get it and i feel like the pacing in attack on titan is way way faster too way mm -hmm. faster too yeah definitely they, they get they get into the point one of my favorite things about attack on titan is i like how the whole story was more or less written before they even like put it out so in the first episode, there's foreshadowing to what's going to happen at the end, you know? And I think that's a really important thing, which is different than like writing the story as you go, because and, you can't put that same level of foreshadowing and those like hints and all that in there. And what I like about Tiger Titan, I could go over Tiger Titan. What I really like about Tiger I like, okay, it's like the side stories, like the controversial take they have, like when they introduced the black character and they had that little thing about, oh, you look different. And then even with, um, I forgot, I forgot the girl's name and it sucks. The the one that Aaron's always hanging with. Oh, uh, Mikasa. 
Yeah, okay, because when they had when they do the flashback of her and then talking about her mother's light skin or pale skin mm-hmm. and they broke into the house, is those 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 um topics that are so raw. I'm like, yo, I can't believe they're really talking about this in this show. Right. I don't really see much anime that's getting that detail in when it comes to like different races and then rape because they was gonna rape her or sell her, like they was yeah. gonna find her. And I'm like, yo, y'all are really saying this in an anime. It's just that was like that is it's like it really it, it it's different levels. It it's more it opens up more dimensions. It shows you how raw they can really get. And I'm like that. I I, I like blood and gore. I I feel like it, it it intensifies it so much more. So I like things that make me uncomfortable. I like yeah. being able to feel uncomfortable when watching anything. When watching anime. When watching movies, TV, all that, bro. Attack on Titan reminds me a lot of Game of Thrones too, in a sense, because you have. I haven't even watched Game of Thrones. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Okay, well, like, like well, you have you have a military defending a wall to keep supernatural beings outside, and I'm just like, yo, it's a lot of uh, similarities in the two, in a sense, with that way, because just like um, Game of Thrones, they have the the military um doing the wall to keep the um walkers out, not the walkers out, but yeah, I think walkers out. So, and I, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So, seeing the Tango Titan and it's kind of the same in an anime world. Like if, an, if Game of Thrones is animated, I could see doing this, doing it like that. So it's just yeah. And then they keep it blood and gory, and then you you build relationships with these characters. Yeah, that's fine. Like I don't like it too cartoony, and I feel like sometimes the anime just gets a little too cartoony, and I, I, I kind of fall off. I feel that, bro. I feel that. What other anime like do you rock with that you okay, have so watched? I watched Naruto. I watched Death Note. I watched Tango Titan. I watched Prison School. You ever saw Prison? Prison School is wild, bro. Prison School, <laughs> Prison School. is, bro. That's one of the funniest anime I've seen, bro. Prison yeah. School oh. and Konosuba are the two funniest anime I've seen. Oh, I never seen that one. I watched. You should if you like funny anime, watch Konosuba. You gonna laugh, bro. I promise you. Okay, I watched Hunter X Hunter. That's my um, favorite anime of all time. Hunter X Hunter, yeah, they going crazy. They going yeah. crazy. Um, uh, My Hero Academia, Tokyo Ghoul. I love Tokyo Ghoul, bro. Kaneki is probably my favorite anime yeah. character of all time. I'm reading them. Uh, I'm in the middle of Tokyo Ghoul Re right now. I'm almost done with it. I got like 10 chapters left, bro. I'm looking for the Chainsaw Man. I can't I wait. Think, I haven't read it. So I'm really excited to watch it. That's going to be game changing. They're not good. They're going to get gory in that. The yeah. cop, they gonna get gory. I'm talking about, and they already passed it. They gonna be, they gonna keep the blood scenes. Yo, that is gonna be crazy. I can't wait. I, can't I, wait. I think that drops October. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's good. That's good. That's gonna be lit. That is gonna be lit. Um, and then um, I, well, you don't watch Game of Thrones, but this is not even anime. But House of Targaryen coming out at the end of this month. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, word, word. You gotta That's get into it. You gotta get into Game of Thrones, bro. Everybody keep telling me that, but like. I don't know, bro. I just been on the anime wave. I did just watch The Boys. The okay. Boys. I just caught all the way up on The Boys. That's I'm on the season it. finale right now. After I talk to you, I'm gonna eat and then I'm gonna watch. I got like 20 minutes left. Okay, yeah, The Boys. That that shit slapping. That and the pacing for The Boys season three. I was like, yo, the, which y'all are really speeding this thing up. Yeah, we could have. This could have been. This here could have been a season finale, and this is just episode four. What mm-hmm. is going on, bro? Slapping, bro. <laughs> slapping. I rock with the boys. It makes me wonder what else are y'all gonna do next season? Cause y'all really just and I I ain't even mad because I am entertained. Bro, it's fire. Who uh who's your favorite hero or your favorite suit? Oh, I mean, is is there any really good superheroes? Not, but they don't have to be good, just your favorite, you know what I'm saying? Like, even (laughs) if you like them because they suck, like who who you rocking with? Okay. Okay, 
I like Soldier Boy. I like his storyline, but you know, in the Boy. back. But you know, you Soldier Boy and Homeland is basically the same. Mm-hmm. Soldier Boy, the way he treated his crew, same thing as how Homeland treated his crew. But I think I think Homelander is more appealing because at least he cares what people think. Right. Soldier Boy don't care. Right. He don't give a fuck. Yeah. The only thing, like, I don't really know what holds back Soldier Boy, but his lack of interest. Homelander wants to be on top, so he cares what people think. Right. But um, I saw I like Soldier Boy, honestly, even though yeah. And then uh, A Train, <laughs> I like A Train. I bro, people be hating on me. I fuck with A Train, bro. I like A Train. Yeah, he clean. He clean. Like, I fuck with A Train, bro. Like, don't get me wrong. He make a lot of mistakes. He do a lot of wrong. But he he is a good dude at heart, bro. Like you realize, it takes him a little bit of time to realize it. I fuck with A Train, bro. I like A Train. A Train, I fuck with A Train. He's my favorite. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, like I said, it's just it's such some of the things they say in um the boys really be blowing my mind. Like I'm like, yo, like the the disability jokes that they be saying. I'm be like, yo, this stuff. It is just they push that envelope, and it's yeah. But it keeps you entertained. Like, dang, y'all really saying this? Y'all really just said that on TV? I was talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> I like stuff that can make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel like in today's day and age, there's not, I've become desensitized to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So to be able to make me uncomfortable is really a talent as a writer. Mm-hmm. So even if it's something that I don't agree with or something that's fucked up, if it makes me uncomfortable, that means it can make me think about it. And I'm yeah. thinking like, like, why, why do I feel this way? Oh, mm-hmm. something is clearly wrong here. Like when Shorty did the deep like that, when she, you know what I'm saying? Got, got in his gills. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it made your, it made your stomach turn. And you like, yo, like, like this is wow. Like, and I like, even though I hated the deep bro, like I hated that nigga, but I still felt bad for him in that moment. I'm surprised they keep figuring out ways to bring him back into the team. Like, yo, <laughs> what is this man? Yo, I don't like the deep at all. I don't like Me either. All. But but even when the bad shit, like even when that happened to him, I think he's a bad person. But even when that happened to him, I was like, I felt bad for him because like, damn, this act right here is so heinous that I feel thing. bad for this nigga. They feel a thing. <laughs> <laughs> they feel a thing. I was like, they more could be done. Y'all going easy on him. <laughs> Cause, cause you, okay, you remember the girl? The um, what's the girl? The the Nazi. Oh, um, uh, Stormfront. Yeah, Some, Stormfront. They, they, I think. Put, they put the paws on her, then they burnt her, and then the way he treated her when she was in the bed. I was fucking with that. I, I didn't her. like her. She deserved they, to get jumped. They trying to drag her. Yeah. Yeah, bro. When they jumped her, that was a satisfying scene, bro. <laughs> it was um, Starlight, Kimiko, and uh, Maeve jumping her ass, and I was yeah. like, get her. I was yeah, let's yeah. go. I was lit. Going crazy on her, yeah. Yeah, that shit was fire. That's a great show. I love the boys. Are you watching Marvel right now? You all caught up on Marvel? What do you mean? Like all the MCU movies and shit um, like that? Mm-hmm. You don't fuck movie? with Marvel like that? I do, but I, I don't I'm not that caught up. Uh what was the last thing you saw? Doctor Strange. What you think what did you think of Doctor Strange? Uh <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I got no. I got no input on that one. Damn. That's did you do you peep Thor or not? Nah? You ain't peep Thor. Mm-mm. Oh shit. Thor. I didn't really fuck with Thor like that. It was a little too jokey. Just like what you were saying. Like it needs to be darker. Yeah. Thor was a joke. It what really just was. You said what? What did you think of the new Batman? I really liked it. Okay. Okay. I, you know, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. So believe it or not, I hate Batman. 
I fucking hate Batman. The trilogy, bro. the the no 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 no. I'm not saying I hate the movies, but I hate Batman as a superhero. Okay. I just hate that nigga, bro. Because they make him too OP for no reason, bro. Like they make him so overpowered and like damn near a god. And I like the Batman because it was so realistic. You know how raw, you know how real, real of a person you gotta be to not have superpowers. And you are in the and when people talk about Superman and the heroes, your name mentions up. You don't even got powers, and you are being referenced with these greats. Like, but yo, here's the thing, you're bro. a real one. It don't get realer than that. It's like, look, it is superhuman world and it's fantasy and all that, but that's just too unrealistic, bro. <laughs> you telling me this Rand, like this man is going toe to toe with Superman? Come on, bro, get real. <laughs> okay, well, you, okay. So, like Black Noir, I would consider him like. I don't know if I would consider him Batman or a Deadpool because I try to I try to relate them to other. Yeah. So so like he's like a combination of two, yeah. So when um so when you know Homelander killed him, I was like, damn, that hurt me. That hurt. And me. then I, I don't know if you watched Invincible. Ah uh, yeah yeah of course. And then in the first episode, uh uh, uh what's his name? Omni Man. Omni Man killed Batwing. So he killed everybody. I, I, can see, I can see yeah, but I can see what you say like in a realistic fight. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it could like bro, that's just too unrealistic, bro. Hey man. Hey, That's man. why I like the Batman because the Batman was realistic, bro. He was fumbling. He was making mistakes. He was, you know what I'm saying? Like he was human. And I think Batman, I like all the like, I like Nightwing. I like Robin. I like all them because they're relatable in how realistic they are. Yeah. And I feel like if they did that with Batman, bro, I would rock with him so heavy. I will rock with him so heavy. In the comics and in like the, the cartoon version, Batman is that guy. That's lame. He's in control. That's lame. Because it's so unrealistic that it's like, come on, bro. It's like, what is we doing here? Like, y'all writers don't even care, right? Y'all so biased. I don't even want to watch. I don't want to read this shit. Batman got swag that these other superheroes just don't got, though. They just don't got it. If they made Batman more like Iron Man, I would fuck Superhero there is. Bro, Iron Man, what are we talking about? You got a man that don't even have powers. Iron Man don't got powers. Iron Man's too cocky for me. That's why I fuck with him, bro. I fuck with him because he cocky, but still lose. The level Batman of mysterious is cocky and Batman, I like it. The level of mysterious for Batman isn't a nice touch. Mm. Nah, you, you think it went out of Batman and Iron Man? Now that's the fight. I mean, who would win? Well, if, if well, technically in the comics, Batman beat Superman, so that's why it's bullshit. So Batman like, would win Iron Man. So Batman number one. Batman would be Iron Man if we keeping them dumbass unrealistic standards. But if we be a realistic with it, Iron Man is washing him, bro. Batman is getting rinsed. You know it, bro. You know it. You know that. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. I can't. I can't. I can't. You're right. If we being realistic, bro, Batman is getting washed, bro. Because Iron Man is that dude, bro. What What is Batman gonna do against the Hulkbuster if we're being realistic? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. That's all I got to say. That's that's all I got to say on that, man. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Um, let me check my notes real quick and see if there was anything else that I had. I feel like that's like the majority. Okay, yeah, that was dope. But this was one of the more fun interviews I've done. Like this has been like this has been real busting. Two this people was... talking, it didn't feel like an interview. So that's what I like about our podcast. So I like technically it's an interview i prefer to call it a conversation because like even when we have people in person or do it through zoom bro I, I just like to just talk you know what i'm saying like we like to just talk 
and get to know the people on a deeper level. You know, like we want our listeners to rock with you as a person. I feel like regular interviews, what, what it is, is like, hey, what is this? Oh, my answer is this. What's your, my answer is this. Yeah. When you really get to vibing, bro, it, it gives people a deeper connection with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's what, and I think that's one of the most, one of the more beautiful things about our podcast is our listeners really connect with us. Like, I'm friends with all the people who are on the other side of that, other side of the mic, you know, saying all the people listening in their cars or headphones. We become friends through yeah. talking. And I think that's why these this conversation is important because you just made a lot of new friends without yeah. even really meeting them. Yeah, people get to know a different side of me. And I, I think that's a real, I think that's a real important thing. That's real important. I, yeah, you're right. Podcasting is cool, man. Pod, I, I love podcasting. Yeah, I was thinking about doing it in the future. Yeah, bro. I definitely recommend it to anybody. All you really need, I like, it takes, you know, hard work. But to get started, bro, all you really need is a mic. And you just sit down and get started, bro. And you'll learn as you go. If you go back, Look, go back and listen to the first episode of our podcast, bro. That shit was ass, bro. It was terrible. It was really bad, man. Every once in a while, I go back and listen to it to humble myself. Because I'm like, yo, we were not good. We did not know what we were doing. But, you know, as time goes, you grow. You grow and you learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real important piece of the process. But uh, let the people know where to find you. You got anything anything extra to let the people know? Yo, look, definitely, definitely check me out on Instagram at nerd.sq. My website is nerdsq.com. I'm sure it's not going to be hard to find. You type in nerdsq on Google and all my stuff is popping up. Like I said, man, I, I got a YouTube channel. I got an Instagram. I got a TikTok on my YouTube channel. I talk about behind the scenes running a brand. Like I said, I also, um, I, I'm into real estate. I really try to push that. I want to teach people about real estate. Um, I'm writing, I got a book coming out soon. I'm going to talk to you about how I, how I handle all this stuff. There's a lot of things behind the scenes. You know, I'm 24 years old. I got the clothing brand. I'm in the army reserves. I'm full-time job. I got the real estate business going on. This is a small fraction of what I do, but this is a big part of what I do. And this is who I am. This brand is me. Um, like I said, we could just have a conversation. You can hit me up on Instagram. I'm a cool guy. I'm a humble guy. I'm a chill guy. And I really got nothing else for you. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up, man. I thank you for coming here, sitting, bro. This has been a really, really fun experience. Uh, I've had a really good time, man. This is this is cool. Hopefully, y'all like the listeners, and if y'all really rocking with it, we'll, we'll try to get my boy back on again. We'll have another conversation, hopefully yes. in person. Yeah. Hopefully, yes. we can we can figure this out and do it in person. Where, where are you? Where are you at? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, we all the way out here in Chicago. But chances are, I'll be back in Atlanta for something sooner or later. You know Atlanta, what I'm saying? Atlanta growing. Bro, Atlanta's definitely growing. When I was down there, bro, it was lit. I had a great time. I didn't really get to explore because I was at Momocon the whole time, but it was a nice city. It was a very nice city. And then popping off. Yeah, and I got a lot of connections down there. Where I really want to go is New York. Oh, yeah, I was born in New York. Really? Oh, shoot. That's cool. I got fam there. Really? I got to go to New York, bro. Almost all of, not all, but the majority of my podcast connections, New York. You got any more anime conventions this year going up? You going to Uh, Dragonfly? Bro, I want to. So that's not my decision to make. That's um Sterling, the creator of the brand and the CEO of D-Spirits. That's his decision to make. We're going to Comic-Con in Florida. Florida, o- Ocala, Ocola. I don't know. Someplace in Florida. We're going to Comic-Con. And that's the last one we have in the lineup now. But they're still adding more stuff. He's from Atlanta. So chances are we I'll will be, be at Dragon Con. Yeah. I really want to go to Dragon Con. He wants to go to Dragon Con. It's just a matter of like, 
whether we can make it happen in such a short notice, I guess. Mm-hmm. When is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when it is. But even when we were at MomoCon, people were like, yo, are y'all coming back from DragonCon? Like, I want to, we got to, we want to meet y'all again. We want to do this again. So hopefully, hopefully uh, we end up at DragonCon. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get out to more anime conventions. This is my first year really popping out. Next year, I'm doing them all. Bro, I, I feel that. Like this, my first uh, convention was MomoCon. That was my first time ever being at an anime convention. And it was honestly a life-changing experience, bro. It puts a different battery in your back when it comes yeah. to like growing and all that, bro. Yeah. Like that shit is really like, that shit is incredible, bro. Meeting, yeah. just meeting people is incredible. Yeah. It turns you to, I don't know. It just makes you realize that it's more than just your hopes and dreams because other people want to see you like people who really rock with your brand. They like, yo, I want to see the brand get huge. And that motivates me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's part of the motivation, because like it's not me that really wants this. It's not just me and my friends and family that wants this. There's listeners that want this to happen, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing with your brand, bro. Like, I know you got people who are like like even me, bro. I'm like, I can't wait to see your brand be the top they're like the top of the game you know it's gonna be lit i got big things coming man i can't wait to show you uh thank y'all so much for watching we will catch y'all next time we out peace thank you man thank you man